is the second Sunday of Advent, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of Judea, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight and the rough way made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. So here we are, the second Sunday of Advent. Two more Sundays, and then Christmas is upon us. And so where are we in our preparation for welcoming the Lord? The last few weeks we had confessions for the prep children and for the school children. And I told them when we did our little prayer service, the most important preparation we make for Christmas is preparing ourselves, our hearts and our minds and our souls to receive Jesus so that he can fill us with his spirit and give us the strength to be his light to the world. When I would give out report cards to our kids in the different parishes, and here, I would say to them, look at the grades on that report. And if you know you worked hard and did your very best, then no matter what grade is there, you should feel proud. When we were kids in school, one of the things that you were graded on was effort effort. And my own opinion is I would rather have a student who has an A in effort than one who has the highest grade in a particular subject. Because often people are just talented and things come easy. Proud
Molly, when you were going through school, you knew students like that. I know when I was in school, there were many students who were very bright. We'd be studying for an exam, and some of us would be studying for hours, and others would study for a short time. They were just bright. We'd have a paper to do. We'd be up there struggling in our rooms trying to write the papers, and somebody else would write it in an hour and be done. So effort counts in my book. My brothers and sisters, we're going to celebrate Christmas. And what is it? It is the love and mercy of God in human person, in Jesus Christ, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, the Son of God, our Savior, who came to show us, to show us, in word and in deed, in tangible form, the mercy and love of God. And unless we understand that love and mercy, then this celebration has little, if any, meaning to us. There are attitudes we have to readjust in order to open ourselves up to allowing the spirit of Jesus to fill us and to allowing ourselves to understand what this gift of God to us in the person of Jesus is. And two of those attitudes are these, presumption and despair. And I come at this from a person who has to go to confession and I come of it to it as a confessor who hears people's confessions. I'm more concerned tonight to talk to you about despair because people who are presumptuous don't really understand the need for a savior because everything they do is right. Their God is formed in their mind. It's not looking at God, identifying who he is, and then worshiping that God. It's me deciding in here who and what God is. That's presumption. I always say many people don't pray or go to church anymore because to need a savior, you have to be a sinner. And in today's society, everything's okay. Presumptuous people, for presumptuous people, there is no sin. So if there's no sin, why do we need a savior? But I'd rather tonight talk to you about despair. You know, the whole point of evil is to separate us from God. Something bad happens in the world, what do we say? Why did God do that? Evil puts a wall between us and God. And sometimes when we look at ourselves as the sinners we are, we allow the evil of the sin to separate us from the God of love and mercy. And many times people will say, I don't feel like I should pray anymore. I don't think I should receive the sacraments anymore. I don't feel comfortable coming to confession anymore because I keep sinning. 
Well, why do you think God gave us the sacrament of penance? Why do you think God sent us a savior? Because he knew we were weak. And that the power of evil in this world would sometimes overcome us. And we would sin. As I say to people all the time, God doesn't count our successes and failures. He counts our efforts. Mother Teresa said, we don't have to be successful. We have to be faithful. And so if we understand this gift of God's love and mercy in the person of Jesus, we are not ashamed of our sins and run and hide from him because of them. That's what our sins want to do to us, separate us from God. But what God's love and mercy is saying to us, stay in relationship with me, be faithful to this commitment despite your weaknesses and sins and I will carry you with my divine assistance and so we go back to prayer and we go back to confession and we go back to the Eucharist because we understand we're weak and we're sinners And so for many people who stop praying, stop receiving the sacraments, the evil that they are capable of, the sin, becomes who they are. Because what happens often when we give up on trying to be good? We just don't be good anymore. And we begin to justify our sinfulness. And then we are separated from God. My heart aches for people who think they are not worthy of God's love. My heart aches for people who think they don't make the mark when they try, when they continue in relationship with God, and they continue to try to be good people. The parables we have of the prodigal son who really shoved it in his father's face. The lost sheep, the shepherd leaving the 99 to go search out the one. The woman caught in adultery, Jesus speaking with her. All say how God loves the sinner and goes out to seek them out because he doesn't want them to be lost in their darkness and in evil. That's the kind of love God has for you and me. And so we should never feel that our sins make us unworthy of God's love. We should never feel that we don't make the mark as long as we stay faithful to that relationship as long as we continue to accept God's divine assistance given to us through prayer and the sacraments and so many other vehicles. So, which God are you going to celebrate on Christmas? The God you've created in your own mind with presumption? 
where the God of mercy and love who calls us poor sinners and gives us an A in effort.